Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Omaha, Nebraska with my new friends Tim and Lisa Trudell, authors of 100 Things to Do in Omaha Before You Die. Tim's been here since he got out of the Air Force, and Lisa moved here when her dad started working for a nuclear power plant. They both love that Omaha has so much to offer while still maintaining a small city feel. In this episode, we talk about exploring the Ritzen Gardens, visiting the Henry Dorley Zoo, and watching the College World Series. You hear about these three incredible attractions and so much more. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Omaha. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Don't you just hate waiting in line for security at the airport? Me too. Even the pre-check lines are slammed most of the time today. That's why I use Clear to skip the lines and get to my flight quicker. For my listeners, I've actually worked out a special deal where you can try Clear for free for two months. This is a limited time offer, so go to wetravelthere.com forward slash clear to sign up today. Hey, Tim and Lisa, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having us, Lee. Thank you. Hi. Today, we're talking about Omaha, Nebraska. It's honestly a city I don't know very much about. I think it's the place where they go for the College World Series, right? Yes, it is. Absolutely. Nice. I want to learn all about the city. So, But first, let's talk about what brought you to Omaha. Yeah, well, for me, I'm a native Nebraskan, and I'm originally from a small town of 300 people about about half an hour, 40 minutes north of Omaha. But when I, got, when I uh, left the military uh, at that time, decided I wanted to live in the city. So Omaha was it. Been here ever since. My dad was in the military when I was born. We traveled across the country for his job after he got out of the military. And we came back to Omaha as his final place to work as a nuclear engineer at the power plant. And one of the reasons that was was because his family was from here. So this is where we've been ever since uh, I was in middle school. Oh, wow. So both of you have been there quite a number of years then. So what's the main thing that keeps you back in, that keeps you in town there? You know what? To be honest, I can't imagine living anywhere else. I love it here. And the city has changed over the time that, you know, I first came here. Uh, There's so much to do. There just seems to be something new to do every day. Um, There's a new restaurant popping up almost. uh, It just seems like almost daily. So there's great food here. You know, world class food. We have some of the best chefs in the world who are from here or who have relocated here. So our culinary scene is is outstanding. We have world-class attractions, the zoo, a couple of historical museums. We're home of the College World Series, as you, as you mentioned. There's just so much to do. And of course, they all say Midwest nice, and that of course applies here to Omaha as well. <laughs> nice. One of the things that I know about Nebraska is that it can be really cold during the winter. What's the weather like throughout the year? <laughs> well, this winter has been a fun one, but normally Omaha is surprising because we don't get as much snow as people think we do. I think we average right around 30 to 35 inches of snow during the winter. And during the spring, it's, it's just beautiful weather, nice, cool weather. And then it goes into the summer. So, you know, we have your typical summer uh, heat. Humidity can be a challenge, but you deal with it. And then fall is, you know, beautiful with the leaves changing colors, 
in the cool weather and there are pumpkin patches and apple orchards and it's just so much fun and the seasons make it there's always something to do here during each season so you know the weather can be challenging during the winter but other than that it's great and sometimes it only adds to it we Mm -hmm. in the winter time we've got skating rinks that pop up downtown across the border in in iowa we've got uh, ski hills so you can find winter activities here in, in Omaha as well. Right on. So throughout the year, are there certain like festivals or concerts or something like that that when people are planning their visit, they maybe want to plan and that way they can attend those? Oh, yeah, definitely. Right from around Memorial Day weekend until close to the middle of July, there seems to be a festival every week. We kick off with Taste of Omaha, which is a big festival. You'll have 75 to 100 Omaha restaurants will um, have booths or, or you know, uh, concession stands set up. Thousands of people come down and, and they sample the food. And there are local bands playing. There are national bands that come in and play. And the neat thing is it's usually along our riverfront area. So it's a beautiful scenery. We've got the Bob Carey Pedestrian Bridge, which is one of the the longest uh, pedestrian bridges connecting two states. And it just provides an outstanding backdrop to the festival. Then we have the downtown art festival. You know, we have artists come from all over the country for that and takes up about six to eight downtown blocks. And it's just, it's wall-to-wall artists. Again, musicians, great food. It's just fun. And it goes like that. We have a lot of ethnic festivals, Greek festivals, Italian festivals. And then that pretty much leads up to kicking off the College World Series. And that's, uh, you know, about a two-week festival itself, you know, between baseball and the fan activities and the music going on. And the again, great food. I mean, everything's about food here. So, <laughs> so it's, you know, we just have a great time and, and it really does carry us through July and And then things settle down a little bit. And then in the fall, we kick off with fall festivals again. You'll have your apple festivals. You have uh, pumpkin patch times. We've got Uh, a pumpkin patch here that rivals uh, amusement parks. Disney World. (laughs) Yeah, it's been... We call it it the Disney World of uh, Nebraska. It's so large. It's a Vallas pumpkin patch. Yes. Wow, that sounds amazing. Pumpkin eating dragon and (laughs) uh, a pig race. All kinds of different activities throughout the whole... Uh, Of course, you go out to the pumpkin patch and pick out or yep. on the hay rack rides and pick yep. up your pumpkin and and some of the biggest turkey legs oh. this side of the mississippi river i mean huge turkey legs i'm afraid to see the turkey that they got those <laughs> legs from i'm afraid you know the fight for those legs <laughs> oh absolutely well, the way you describe it some of these different festivals i mean i travel a lot with my kids uh hopefully sometimes i can travel with my wife if we can pry away from the the keyboard for work I love going to these places like this where there's like so many family-friendly activities to do. What are some of the other like family-friendly activities in, in Omaha? We do have the Children's Museum, yes. which is great. Uh, they have some really interactive, really fun, immersive experiences for the kids. We've got these slides in downtown that are almost legendary in, yeah. in downtown Omaha. And they're known as the Gene Leahy slides. Um, we're actually renovating downtown the way that it looks now, we used to be called Gene Leahy Mall, and uh, so that'll be changing. But those slides are still going to be a part of the landscape. Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Let me take a step back. For, for people who are thinking of coming to Omaha, 
how do they get there? Is there a, a major airport that people fly into in, in Omaha or is there something nearby? And how, how does that work? Well, Omaha Airport, Epley Airfield is actually its name. Uh, it has several airlines that serve it. Alaska Air, we have direct flights from here to Seattle, which is good for us because we happen to have a couple of daughters who live in Tacoma. We can catch a flight out there and three hours later we're, we're in that area. Then we've got you know United, American, Delta, Southwest, Allegiant Airline flies out of here to Vegas and uh, Florida. We've got quite a few airlines that fly here, and the traffic has continued to grow at the airport every year. And the airport is just, in the last 20 years, has transformed from not a small hub by any means, but a medium-sized hub to quite a larger hub now. It's a nice place to fly into. It doesn't cost a lot to fly from Omaha to anywhere in the in the states. So a lot of people will actually drive here from other cities to fly out of here because it's a better deal for them to do that. Well, that's awesome. And plus, like you mentioned, that there's pretty much any flavor of whatever airline that you like. It sounds like they fly into Omaha. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now say we okay, so we've flown into Omaha and getting from there to the downtown area, is there public transportation? Do we need to rent a car? Should we just use Uber? Like what's the best way to get around? Well, any of that would work for you. If you're staying at any of the downtown hotels, they'll have complimentary shuttle. You can catch a taxi, which is near, there are taxis nearby. Uber is an easy option around here, but you definitely need a car to get around town. So if you don't want to do a ride share like Uber, then I would recommend renting a car. And the the airport has has several car rental agencies um, on site for that. Okay. And then if we do rent a car, what's the parking situation like in in town? Is it easy to find parking or is it expensive? How does that work? It's a mix. Just kind of depends on where you want to go. Downtown, there is parking on the street. It's limited to roughly two to three hours during the week. There are parking garages available for nominal fees during the day. It's not super expensive. There's one place that we favor that's like a dollar an hour. Was it 10th and Jackson? Yeah. But there are others that'll be $10, $15 a day or whatever it is. Most people are going to come in and say, wow, that's pretty cheap. And around here, you know, it's all perspective. We might say, well, I don't want to pay that much, but parking is plentiful. You you can definitely find parking. When we're thinking of where we're going to stay for a hotel, is there a certain part of town that we should try to favor as far as our search goes or any part of town where we go, you know what, stay away from that part? I would say it depends on where you where your main activities are going to be. If your main activities are going to be downtown, then I would recommend staying downtown. Yeah, most of our major attractions are located downtown. So I'd say if you're coming in for those, I would say downtown's your best bet. But otherwise, we have plenty of hotels uh, located throughout the city. And again, Omaha is easy to, to navigate. Our east-west streets are... We've got a few major ones that go east, west, north, south, and then we've got the interstate system. We're nicknamed the 20-minute city because uh, typically it takes you 20 minutes to get anywhere in town, which theoretically that might now be 25 minutes, but (laughs) it's still easy to get around town. Well, that's much better than where I was from in LA. Like Pretty much whether it was three miles or 30 miles, it was more than an hour to, uh, to get there. We learned that during a trip out there once. <laughs> so we're right on. Well, I know you wrote the book, 100 Things to Do in Omaha Before You Die. So we're not going to get to all of those, but let's talk about a few of them. What are some of your favorite things to do that people should make sure they do when they visit Omaha? Well, I think the top thing, and it is the most popular attraction in the state, is the uh, 
Henry Dorley Zoo and Aquarium. It's considered one of the uh, best zoos in the world, consistently ranking among the top five in the world and the top three in the United States, if not number one. It has like 17 major attractions inside. It has the world's largest indoor desert and with the Desert Dome, the world's largest uh, indoor uh, kingdom of the nights. Yeah, kingdom of the nights. It replicates life on the uh, on the bayou in that. So we've got just great attractions at the zoo. I mean, you could spend two to three days exploring that itself. And then, of course, uh, the old market is a favorite. I call it Omaha's original downtown. So you've got a lot of uh, boutiques, shops, galleries, museums, clubs, restaurants. It's got two types of lives, I like to say. Like during the daytime, it's great for families to come down and spend the day at like the farmer's market, grab lunch at one of the restaurants, check out some of the antique stores, some of the art galleries. And then at night, it kind of turns into uh, more of a party central where you'll have couples. It's a great date night area. It's a great area for uh, friends and to go hang out at the bars and the clubs. And it's got something for everyone. And if you're a fan of architecture, of classic architecture. You can walk around and just explore that area. Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Let's see. One of the other things that I was, when I was looking up, I guess there's something called the, the Loritzen Gardens. That's, uh, I guess, a really beautiful botanical garden. It really is. And it's great to visit any time of year. Uh, you wouldn't think to go to a garden this time of year in the winter because it's too cold and what's blooming during the winter. But in their indoor space, They've got two sections. They've got the indoor piece, or they've got the main building, which they usually put up um, different exhibits throughout the year. During the Christmas season, we love to go every year for their poinsettia exhibit. They've got a poinsettia tree. It's a Christmas tree made out of poinsettias, and it's gorgeous. And then they all, their gardeners do a great job of setting up the space to look different every year. So you're not visiting the same thing every time you go. go well, ahead. on the poinsettia, the, the poinsettia tree, the Christmas tree, is 20 feet tall. And then they use different colored poinsettias to decorate it. And then around that exhibit hall, you're looking at about another 5,000 poinsettia plants and, you know, hundreds of species. It's so colorful. That must be so gorgeous. It is. Like what you're saying there, that the gardeners go in and change the, the, the layouts and the, and the colors and the, and the flowers – that's so amazing because sometimes you go to a place and you go, you've been back there year after year and every time you go there, it's the same. And it's like, although that can be a little bit comforting, it's also a little bit boring, right? Right. <laughs> you know, and the fact that you say it changes on a regular basis, you can go back again and again and again. And every time it's a different experience. Yeah. In fact, right now, every time you go, like you said, there is a different experience. They've had a dinosaur exhibit. They've had where they integrate different dinosaur sculptures throughout the whole space, not only as I was mentioning in the main building, but they've also got a conservatory in a separate building, which is beautiful. And that's been open, I think, five years. They've got two sections. They've got a warm climate. And temperate. A temper- and a temperate Trop- climate. Tropical and temperate. And so they've got, of course, different plant species on both sides. And in that building, they've got the exhibit pretty much expanded throughout that space as well. So as I mentioned, they've had a Lego exhibit, a dinosaur exhibit. Right now, they've got one that's called Fantastical Folklore, which has different 
art pieces from local artists. Oh, that's really cool. I I know my son, he would love the Lego exhibit. Like if they, if that ever comes back around, he's all about the Legos. He's nine years old right now. And Legos are like life right now, you know? So. Oh yeah. Nice. <laughs> and they're gorgeous. They're gorgeous. They've, they actually have had the Lego exhibit two or three times. And each time there's been something new about it. It's an incredible exhibit when they have it in town. Well, that's awesome. So Earlier, Tim, you talked about everything kind of revolves around food, and and we've we've talked about enough all the attractions and everything like that. We've held everybody <laughs> in suspense. Let's talk about some of your favorite places for food while we're there in, in Omaha, and like what are some of like the the flavors that are, are really uh, specialized in uh, Omaha? Well, you know, we actually you can pretty much find anything from around the world that you're looking for. The sushi, we've got some of the best uh, sushi chefs in the world. The chef and owner at Yoshitomo is a James Beard-nominated chef. Actually, uh, um, I got to talk with him uh, about his adventures. He actually goes to Japan twice a year to research what they're doing in Japan and what he can do to bring that concept to his restaurant. So it's pretty cool. And then we've got Great Italian. Omaha was really popular with immigrants in the 1800s. So we have a variety of, of food from Italy, We've got Eastern European food. We've got German food. And then uh, now Latin America. So Latin food has really grown in our South Omaha neighborhood. And then one of my favorite Italian restaurants is Malares. The owner, she hand makes her pasta every day still to this day. And she's been doing it for 40, 50 years. That's incredible. The texture of the food is just outstanding. They have a special recipe for their red sauce, and it just has a sweetness to it that I haven't had anywhere else. Where else would you say? Well, I'd say if you go out west Omaha, uh, there's another favorite called Dante. Mm. The menu there, he brings his flavor to all the dishes, and they are phenomenal. Different specials based on curating foods that he's gotten from local farms. Mm -hmm. Just great food. Dante, they're big on locally sourced food. The food is great there. The wine is outstanding. They have one of the best uh, wine collections in the in the city. Another food experience that I love and I still think about today and I want to go back and do it again is down in the old market in the passageway at V Mertz. You can order a tasting menu and it is the first time you hear chefs talk about layering flavors and after I had a tasting menu at, at V Mertz, that is the first time I could actually say that I understood what that meant. Yeah, I, I'm, my palate isn't refined enough to really understand when they talk <laughs> about that type of stuff. But but I know my wife loves it. And so I take her to all those places where she can in, enjoy all the culinary experiences. And I just kind of sit over there enjoying my beverage and my basic food. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd have to say also, you can't come to Omaha and not have a steak. One of our favorite places to go is Brother Sebastian's. It's a restaurant that the owner designed to resemble a Spanish mission from Southern California. And just because he loved the design, the servers dress as monks and they're separate dining rooms. Each room is designed like one you would see in a monastery. So you might you, you might have a library. You might eat in the, the wine room with aged barrels on the wall. So it's, it's all fantastic. And the steak is, is really good. And, and I, I'm, I'm loyal to his prime rib. So, but brother Sebastian's is definitely one of the, is, is one of our go-tos. 
What a wonderful experience. Not only are you getting amazing food you know, that you get to eat, but just having that overall experience of like the, the way the building is designed outside as well as on the inside. And plus kind of like the character pieces of them wearing the, wearing the monk robes. I, I, that's just like an overall experience that kind of transports you someplace else. Yeah, absolutely. So that's really cool. I can sit here and talk about Omaha with you all day long, but <laughs> we got to keep on the clock here if we don't watch out. It's time for the final countdown. So if somebody only had time for one meal when they visited Omaha, where should they go and what should they eat? My favorite has got to be a burger that Alton Brown actually named one of his favorite burgers of all time when he came here to do a show. It's called the Croissant. You can find it at Block 16 near downtown. And it is phenomenal. And Block 16 is also the place that you will find some other great concoctions (laughs) because that's what they do. They've got a poutine burrito and their chefs are just coming up with new ideas all the time. They actually describe their menu as what happens with the leftovers at the end of the night that the cooking staff wants to eat. (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, I think that the restaurant workers, as long as they don't get tired of the food, they probably eat the best of any of us. Oh, exactly. You know, that's pretty awesome. So like we talked about earlier, both of you have lived in Omaha for many years. You probably have some amazing stories. Which one are your most memorable? Actually, for me, my my most memorable story is a fairly recent one. Um, I had the opportunity to cover the uh, 2019 College World Series. I mean, I was able to go in and photograph it and sit in the press box with the big, big guys. And so that was probably like a big winner for me because to get that pass that, you know, I'm, I'm there with the national guys, you know, with ESPN and the other networks. And, and I get to stand next to, you know, these photographers who this is their job. They get to go to all these events. So I had a blast covering the College World Series. Yeah, I think it's just a sense of pride to have the College World Series, mm-hmm. something that's on, you know, on the national spotlight every year. And it's been here for so long and will continue to be so f- for a while. And the teams that come here, they bring their fans and it's an amazing <laughs> atmosphere because some teams that their fans will come every year, even LSU. if their team's not playing. LSU is that way. Their fans come regardless. Oh, that's so amazing. Because they, they love their baseball. But no, there's something so pure about college sports. You know, obviously I love I love watching professional sports and I have the teams that I follow, but, you know, obviously they, they do a lot of it for the paycheck, even though they love the game. But, you know, the college guys and, and the ladies as well, the way that they just pour their heart and soul in, into the sports, it's, uh, it's incredible. And Omaha adopts every team. Every year there could be eight new teams every year and we're going to treat them like their family. The good side of the family, not, not the family. <laughs> yeah, you know. not, not the, uh, the the third cousin removed. The, you know, yeah, not, oh, who not invited him? Uncle Joe. Yeah. <laughs> well, right on. Well, speaking of happy times, where's the happiest happy hour in Omaha? I like the Blatt. I'm not a big drinker, but I like their appetizers. Their food, you know, it's usually half off during the happy hour. So, you know, you can load up on uh, some really good appetizers. They make great food there anyway. And then if you if you do like to enjoy a drink, then you're going to get some great deals on those as well. And just even a little bit of background or context on the name, the Blatt, it's actually the name of our former stadium, which used to hold the College World Series events every year. It was called Rosenblatt. Ah, okay. So if you go to the Blatt and you're getting one of those appetizers, which one would you normally get? 
I have two favorites. The Bavarian Pretzel Bites. They've just got a really nice uh, texture to them. But the mustard, the German mustard dip is, oh, you know, it's guten tag for that. Oh, nice. <laughs> the other one I would say would be the mac and cheese bites. Those were right? good. Yep. They come with a sriracha ranch dressing to dip them in. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. My, my wife would be all over that. I could eat those, I think, every day of the week. <laughs> Now, one of the things I always do whenever I travel is check out the local pizza. What's the best place for pizza in Omaha? Well, there are a lot of places that you can go, but one of our favorites is Zio's. And the neat thing about Zio's is you can build your own pizza. So if you happen to be a pepperoni fan, you can get a pepperoni pizza. And they're huge slices because it's New York style pizza. The owners, when they opened it, based it on New York style pizzerias. They make great calzones. Zio's would be my preference for a good pizza. Yeah, I'd say so. And actually, my favorite when I go to Zio's is to get the, lately, I've been getting the ricotta and uh, meatball on my slice. Oh, good. Well, my wife is tired of eating pepperoni a lot of times, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so it's nice to know that there's easy options for, for a little bit more of a grown-up palate. Yeah, and it's actually a great place to bring your kids to because they will actually give the kids pizza dough to play with while you're, they're making their pizza and uh, so they can p- have a ball. But wait, they give me pizza dough to play with. <laughs> <laughs> you must be the big kid. I guess. <laughs> right on. Well, I know that you've written a book on 100 things for Omaha, you unique eats for Omaha. So obviously, you know tons of travel tips. What's one of your best? I would say my, my number one travel tip is get off the beaten path. Explore the area off the main road. And this doesn't necessarily apply to a city, but it can because every city has unique neighborhoods and, you know, explore the neighborhoods. In Omaha, you've got Benson, Dundee, Blackstone. We have South Omaha. We have so many neighborhoods that are worth exploring themselves. And if you just go for the major attractions, you're going to miss some of these things. You're like in Benson, you're going to miss the art alleyway or if you don't go to South Omaha. You're going to miss the murals that tell the story, the ethnic immigration story of Omaha from East Europeans through Latin America. We have great neighborhoods to explore. So get off the main roads, get out, uh, explore. In North Omaha, you can go see the birth site of Malcolm X, who was born in Omaha. You know, most people don't know that. His childhood home was, was torn down, but there's a state historical marker where it stood. So, you know, you would know that if you just come for the major attractions. We've even got a castle in the city. Wow. Well, I'm sure they'll find out all about that in your book for sure. <laughs> so Tim and Lisa, I really appreciate you sharing all these tips for, for Omaha. I've learned a lot and uh, it's definitely moved up my list of places to go visit. Can you tell the audience a little bit about who you are, what you do? And then if they have questions about your books or about Omaha, what's the best way for them to reach you on social media? Absolutely. So we are not only authors, but we're also travel bloggers. And we've got a website called thewalkingtourist.com where you can find out some or find out more about our travels, including places in Omaha and further into Nebraska. We've got three books, as you were mentioning. We've got 100 Things to Do in Omaha Before You Die, 100 Things to Do in Nebraska Before You Die, and Unique Eats and Eateries of Omaha. Uh, You can go to thewalkingtourist.com backslash books, and you'll find all of our books there as well as you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at 100 Things Omaha. 
Well, right on. Well, again, also, I, I was introduced to you by Reedy Press. And so you can also go to Reedy Press for, to learn more about your books and other books in, in those same genres. So definitely appreciate that. And uh, again, it was a pleasure talking to you, learning all about Omaha. And we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Thank Great. you. We Thanks look forward to uh, spending some time with you in town. What a fun conversation with Tim and Lisa. I'm a huge sports fan, and it would be awesome to be there in person to watch a team win the College World Series. You can find all the links we talked about today at wetravelthere.com forward slash Omaha. We want to say thank you to Clear for being today's affiliate partner. Clear keeps you moving through airports, stadiums, and more with their exclusive touchless ID verification technology. Take advantage of our special limited time offer where you can try Clear free for two months. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash Clear to sign up today. Join us next time as we head to New Haven, Connecticut to speak with my good friend, Karen Cordaway, the host of the Everyday Bucket List podcast. In this episode, Karen and I talk about eating New Haven style pizza, visiting Yale University, and attending the Festival of the Arts. We hope to join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss any of our upcoming destinations.